the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues, here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. And I want to thank you. You know, you say, well, what are you thanking me for, Mr. Black? Well, I want to thank you for your choices. You know, if you're hearing my voice right now, it's because you're choosing to. Maybe you listened to the, the smart guy that was on the radio right before I got on, and it just happened to stay on the radio. You know, I've heard a lot of listeners say that. You know, I was listening to that plant guy, and, and the, it was over, and then the radio stayed on. All of a sudden, I started hearing you. I'm like, hey, who's this guy? Right? So you, you couldn't be hearing me just because you left the radio on after the dude before me who you really like, and then you got this other guy who you don't know, right? But you still had to choose to listen. You're choosing to take time out of your day uh, at 11 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time. If you're in the city of Minneapolis or the cities of St. Paul or anywhere in that area, you can listen to me live uh, right there in your local terrestrial radio at a.m. 1570. Uh, the rest of you, uh, you have to go to freedom1570.com, and you can listen anywhere in the world, whether that be uh, Russia, China, Middle East, Ukraine, uh, wherever it is, whatever bombs flying or no bombs flying, uh, you can uh, get in touch with us. And for those of you that choose to listen to us afterwards on our podcast, where you block it off, block off uh, 50 minutes of your time to, to be motivated, to be inspired, to be educated, and to find something that you can do today to make you better tomorrow. And so I want to thank you for your choices. You know, as Dr. King has famously said, to judge people based on their choices, uh, not on their non-choices. Now, you didn't hear it that way. What you heard is in the dream speech is I have a dream that one day my four little children will live in a nation where they are not judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. See, what Dr. King is saying is that don't judge people based on their non-choices. Judge people based on their choices. And really, that's what character comes down to. It's a series of choices. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about this thing called choice. You know, we all love our freedom to choose to do whatever we want, right? Whenever we want. As Americans, we have always valued freedom. And freedom, if you think about it, etymologically, comes down to the ability to choose, right? Isn't that the essence of freedom? 
the ability to choose, to choose your way in life, to choose your spouse, to choose your job, right? Those are called freedoms, right? To, to choose what you say and when you say it. We don't have those freedoms in America anymore. We're not much different in China or Russia anymore. Uh, we got state-run media. We no longer chase after God, but we mock God. We now persecute our political opponents. We prosecute them. Uh, there's no freedom of speech. Uh, we have censorship. Uh, if you don't spout the government line, uh, you're attacked. Uh, you're told called a criminal. Now you're an insurrectionist. Now you hate America if you don't think like everybody else thinks. I mean, three years ago, just three years ago, we would have called all this asinine. We said, that's silly. And yet here we are. Here we are. And so really that's what freedom is. Freedom comes down to the ability to choose versus, you know, the mask mandates, the vaccine mandates, right, versus being mandated, which is being ordered or cajoled, whatever you want to call it, into something. And I want you to think about this because one-third of the Americans that we know of uh, are struggling mentally. Depression is defined as helpless and hopeless. Do you understand why it's defined that way? In other words, see, depression says this to us, and we listen to it. Today sucks, and tomorrow will be no different. Don't you get it? That's your definition of helpless and hopeless. Today sucks, and I have no choice, and tomorrow's just going to be the same. You see what I'm saying? That's no choice. That's helpless and hopeless. However, when you believe you have a choice, when you believe you have options, when you believe that things can be different today than they are were yesterday or can be different tomorrow than they are today, you know what we call that? Hope, right? The difference between hopeless and hopeful, do you know what it is? Come on, did you hear the words? One has none and one is full. Did you hear it? Hopeless, I have no hope. Hopeful, I have lots of hope. There's your difference between the two words. See, hope sprouts and springs eternal. And so today I want to lay out the case that choice is usually better than no choice. Now, I use my words well. use them wisely. And even Lee, my producer, probably thinking, why does it say usually? Why it would be a lot shorter, easier to type up if we just got rid of that long word usually? Because it's a true statement, that's why. Because choice as a general rule is better than no choice. But I tell the story all the time, you know, I was counseling this guy and didn't really know him. He was, a, I think, a listener or maybe a friend of a graduate, struggling, forgiving his wife. His wife had done some things. Supposedly he's a Christian. And so I'm kind of listening to the guy, and he's griping and complaining. It's all about his wife. And so I'm working to get him to shift his focus, to, to realize that you do have a choice here. You can choose to hold this grudge, or you can choose to forgive. You can choose to honor God, or you can choose to honor your flesh. You can choose to do it God's way, or you can choose to do it the world's way. Anybody hear all those choices? And so I thought I'd kind of trick the guy, because I'm pretty good. Val, my wife, calls it NLP judo. You know, because I can phrase a question in a way to get an answer that someone doesn't want me to ask. And so then I would say, um, well, if you could, you know, if you could change something, if you could do this, if you could do that, if you could do that, right? All these things. And I totally forgot my train of thought where I was going with that. But I want you to know it, it's, it's about choice. And here's what I'd say. Um, what's the greatest gift that God ever gave you? 
So I'd ask this guy, thinking that he'd come up with mercy or forgiveness or, or not, long-suffering, right? One of those things that's a God quality. And you know what he said to me? He said, uh, greatest gift that God ever gave me, it wasn't freedom to choose. It wasn't grace and mercy. It wasn't a new beginning. It wasn't eternal life. It was free will. And I'm like, I almost laughed out loud. I said, free will. I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen. I've attempted to give away my free will over and over and over. Man, sometimes I don't want to choose because I don't choose well. And honestly, do do we need 20 options on toilet paper? Do we really need to go down an entire aisle at your favorite grocery store and the entire aisle is a piece of product that is meant to wipe our butts or as we say in the business world, CYA, cover your, right? Do you need that many choices? And because we're on autopilot, I'm going to tell you right now, Dr. Shad Helmster said, studied all this training that I do and said most of it's bunk. It doesn't work. He said there's three missing things. And he, interesting because the first missing ingredient he says is permanence. He says all external solutions are temporary. He said even the best of ideas work only for a time. Without constant tension and effort, even the most exciting success breakthroughs can run their course and eventually end up on a list of good ideas and good intentions. Few, if any, offered built-in ways to keep them working. I've yet to find a book that would jump off the shelf and tap you on the shoulder and say, Hey, remember me? Remember what I taught you? Why aren't you still doing it? And this is why. Because we don't always choose well. And part of life as a leader is to remove some choices. You know, when you have a mission statement, one of the great things is it it removes some choices. If part of your mission is to live a life of integrity and you have a way to get some money ill-gotten way, guess what? It's not a choice. And so it's not always good to have a choice because we don't always choose well. But as a general rule, usually choice is better than no choice. And today I'm going to go into the choices that we have. Yesterday we talked about the space between. But what I want to focus on today is in that space between. What matters most is what we choose to do in the space between. So I am Black, and we'll be right back. If today were your last day on the planet, could you say you've been the person you were put here to be? As a business professional, do you feel that you have the difference that it takes to make a difference? You're invited to reignite your passion at Like It Matters Leadership Awakening with Mr. Scott Black. 48 hours that will transform you, March 31st through April 2nd in Minneapolis. Everything you have ever read, believed, or thought about leadership will come alive in this two-and-a-half-day intense journey. Mr. Black will help you discover the best possible you and how to not only reach but go beyond your potential. If you're a leader or have a desire to lead, this course is a must for you. Class size is intentionally small, and it fills quickly. Go to likeitmatters.net and see what others have experienced. Click on Schedule to register. Mr. Black's Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, March 31st through April 2nd in Minneapolis. Log on to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule. likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
Your feet will stay warm in the cooler weather with insulated waterproof boots from Chet's Shoes. Chet's takes the time to measure your feet and make sure you have the right boots for whatever you're doing. Whether you need safety or regular toe styles, the friendly specialists at Chet's Shoes know what will work for you. Shop a local 70-year family-owned store. Visit their Spring Lake Park location or online at Chet'sShoes.com. Remember, Chet's mobile shoe service can bring the store to you. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like Freedom 1570 on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 31st through April 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And today we are talking about that one thing that we really like to get wrapped up in. And you know what we call it? We call it choice. And as a general rule, choice is usually better than no choice. But let's be honest, sometimes we don't always choose well. And so sometimes we've got to give ourselves a pattern. We've got to give ourselves a way out. We've got to be prepared. Remember the six P's of preparation. Proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. And this is where it comes in a leader. You know, leaders know where they're at now, where they're going, what will it take to get there and how long. But leaders also figure out what are some obstacles that are going to pop up along the way. And it really is about the choices that we make in the space between. Remember, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. And I want you to think about that. A lot of people give up their power and their freedom. And yesterday we covered this in a great show. Uh, If you haven't listened to it, go to likeitmattersradio.com. It's called The Space Between. Had so many positive feedbacks. Probably got more positive feedback about that show in such a short period of time than any other show I've done. So I highly recommend it. But I also got some feedback with some people who says, I wish I would have spent a little more time going over some things we could change, some things that we could do differently. Remember, it was Einstein that said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. He calls that crazy. So I don't know if Einstein said this or I've got it somewhere else, but to me it's the flip side of Einstein's coin. And what that flip side is is that if you don't like the results, change the approach. As you change the approach, you change the results. But again, that takes a conscious choice. See, we are automatic creatures. Remember, we only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. 
So majority of our experience is unconscious. And, and the Bible has one of my favorite verses that Second Peter, I think, 2.22 says, that uh, talks about the parables or the sayings that a dog returns to its vomit and a sow after cleaning herself returns to the mire. And the reason that's there is we go back to what we know. You know, why does the dog bark? Because it's what it knows. It's a dog. Why does a cat meow? Because that's how it communicates. Because it's a cat. Anybody get it yet? And there are a lot of things that we do, uh, just like a cat or a dog, because we've been programmed to do them. Now, you can call them instinct. You can call them innate patterns or programming. You can call them whatever you want. But I do know this, that God made us a certain way. You know, God told Jeremiah the prophet that I knew you before while I was stitching you together in your mother's womb. I knew you. See, God made each one of us unique, each one of us talented, gifted. That's why I love the logo, uh, not logotherapy, uh, um, uh, multiple intelligences. Multiple intelligences by Dr. Howard Gardner. Because for the longest t- time, uh, you could only call people like Albert Einstein uh, smart. Right, my my. We say, hey, uh, yeah. When, when someone said something stupid that everybody knew, we say, oh yeah, Einstein, right? Or how about this? My dad used to say, no fecal matter, sh- fecal matter, Sherlock. Now the the word is a lot shorter. He uses a four letter word that begins with S and ends with T and has a high in the middle of it. Right? <laughs> he would say, no blank, Sherlock. Right? Because we used to think that smart people are these linear thinking, these scientists, these math majors, these guys that can tell you the square root of pi to the 14th uh, digit, right? Those type of people. But it was Dr. Howard Gardner at, uh, I think it's Harvard, a 30-year professor there, came up with the understanding that there are multiple ways that we are intelligent. And at the time of multiple intelligences, which I think he wrote in the early 80s, he had identified seven or eight. Now we have identified 10, 10 ways that we're all smart. You look at someone like a Tiger Woods or Michael Jordan or LeBron James, they are physically gifted. They are tactilely smart. And there's a a tactilely smart for the large body motions and one for the small. It's all based on your fingerprints. So I want you to know that there are lots of different ways to be smart. But we think about smart, we think of this left brain, verbal, logical, analytical, um, scientific, uh, mathematician. But I want you to know that's not necessarily the case. There's street smarts, there's book smarts, right? There's all kinds of smarts. Remember the book um, um, Back to School, Rodney Dangerfield? He was a magnet in the, like a big and tall business, I think it was. And to get his degree, he had to take a business class, and there's this college professor who's got tenure, who's worked at a prof- as a university for 30 years, who's written lots of books, who knows nothing about business, has never had a real job, kind of like our president, Joe Biden. But he's philosophically, he can read all the books and tell you how things work. And he was teaching about how you start a business and build it up. And, and he was doing the book answer. And, and the successful businessman who's a multimillionaire is shaking his head. That's, that's not how you do it all, at all. He's the guy who do this, 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 and talked about paying off the unions, getting a bribe here, getting a bribe there, putting so you know, all that stuff. And everybody laughed and thought that was stupid, but that was the way things got done. And so you got to realize that we have choice. Yeah, you might not be uh, as gifted as the person next to you. Yeah, you might not be as tall or as short. You might be as black or as white. You not be as uh, this or as that. But God prepared you. 
See, God's omniscient. God knows. God knows your frame. God knows your fear. God knows your biggest obstacle. God knows your biggest insecurity. God knows your biggest weakness. God knows your biggest strength. Matter of fact, I can tell you right now, he knew that all before you even were a cell. Isn't that amazing if you think about it? He knew it all even before you were to sell. It's called omniscience, perfect knowledge. God cannot learn anything. As I like to say, there's never been an emergency meeting of the Trinity. And so I want you to know that between this stimulus and the response, God made us to where the mind is six times faster than we can talk. Why do you think the God of the universe, our daddy, would make us to where our mind is six times faster than we can talk? Why? So we can hold our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. So that we can focus only on those things that are good and pure. So we can hold our tongue, to tame our tongue, because our tongue does more damage uh, against God and against other people than almost anything else. For some of you, it might be some things that are covered up with clothes on a regular basis, because it's your weakness. But you got to know who you are, and you got to know why you're here, and you got to know where you're going. And it'd be nice to know what are the obstacles that are going to be thrown in front of you. Why? Because between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your power. It is your freedom. And in this show today, I want to go and what are those choices in the space between? Because our choices equate to our character. And you got to realize this. This is how we will be judged. The Bible says it's important for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. And right now it's a tough world out there. A lot of people seem to be longing for something other than they got, longing for exit strategy from this planet, longing for a lot of things. But you got to realize is we're here for purpose. God's got our first day and our last day already. He already knows it. Our job is to say, here we are, use me. Here I am, send me. Our job is to choose in the now moment something that's going to make an impact in others. It's going to help us fulfill our mission, our ministry. You know, there once was a woman who woke up one morning. She looked in the mirror and noticed she had only three hairs on her head. Well, she said, I think I'll braid my hair today. So she did, and she chose to have a wonderful day. The next day she woke up, looked in the mirror, And saw that she had only two hairs on her head. Hmm, she said. I think I'll part my hair down the middle today. So she did. And she chose to have a grand day. The next day, this woman woke up, looked in the mirror. And now she's only got one strand of hair left on her head. She looked at it, thought for a moment. And she said, well, today... I'm going to wear my hair in a ponytail. So she did. And she chose to have a fun, fun day. The next day she woke up, looked in the mirror, and noticed that there wasn't a single hair on her head. Yeah, she exclaimed. I don't have to fix my hair today. See, ladies and gentlemen, one thing in between the space in between, one thing that gives us our power and our freedom is this thing called attitude. And attitude is one of those things that's hard to define. If I was to ask you to pick the one person in your life who's had the greatest impact on you, you would pick maybe it was a parent or a teacher or a sibling or a friend, maybe it's the guy on the radio, you never know, pastor, right? 
And uh, if I was to ask you, what are the characteristics about that person that you most admire, that you love about that person? You would list out all kinds of words. And could I suggest to you that most of them would fall into the category of attitude? If I had to ask you, choose between attitude or skill. They would be attitude. The longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. Attitude to me is more important than facts. It is more important than the past, than education, than money, than circumstances, than failures, than successes, than what other people think or say or do. It is more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, or a home. The remarkable thing is we have a choice every day regarding the attitude we will embrace for that day. We cannot change our past. We cannot change the fact that people will act in a certain way. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play on the one string we have, and that is our attitude. I'm convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. And so it is with you. We are in charge of our attitudes. And ladies and gentlemen, when I always ask about attitude, I always tell people, you know, it's really important, isn't it? And people go, yeah, I go, if it's so important, shouldn't we know what attitude is? So after the break, let's break down attitude. What is this thing called attitude that's so important? And also, what are some other things that we get to choose in the space between? I'm Black. We'll be right back. All in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Are you ready to retire? Inflation is picking up, markets are volatile, and the dream of a comfortable retirement is harder to attain than ever before. The stock market goes up and down is beyond your control. But you're at a point in your life where you can't afford to make big financial mistakes. I'm Al Abaroa, founder of Knight Strategic Wealth. Our investment strategy allows you to go up with the stock market, lock in your gains, and when the stock market goes down, your investment won't lose a dime. This works for your investments, savings at a brokerage firm, or even money at a bank. It's simple, it's safe, and that's why savvy investors work with us. Want to learn more? Text FREE to 833-898-0500, and we'll send our retirement readiness kit directly to your phone right now. If you want to help build a retirement portfolio that will go up with the market and literally never lose money, get our retirement readiness kit today and see how this strategy can help secure your future. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. If today were your last day on the planet, did you say you've been the person you were put here to be? As a business professional, do you feel that you have the difference that it takes to make a difference? 
You're invited to reignite your passion at Like It Matters Leadership Awakening with Mr. Scott Black. 48 hours that will transform you. March 31st through April 2nd in Minneapolis. Everything you have ever read, believed, or thought about leadership will come alive in this two-and-a-half-day intense journey. Mr. Black will help you discover the best possible you and how to not only reach but go beyond your potential. If you're a leader or have a desire to lead, this course is a must for you. Class size is intentionally small, and it fills quickly. Go to likeitmatters.net and see what others have experienced. Click on Schedule to register. Mr. Black's Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, March 31st through April 2nd in Minneapolis. Log on to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule. likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And today we're talking about the fact that choice is usually better than no choice. Not all the time. There are some times that I don't choose well. I remember going to um, Promise Keepers decades ago. This shows you how old I am, Lee. I think we're the same age. (laughs) Went to Promise Keepers decades ago. Uh, And I'll never forget a pastor guy said to me one time, he said, you know uh, what the greatest thing I ever did for my Christian walk was? I'm like, what? He goes, I put my shoes under my bed. I'm like, you put your shoes under your bed. What does that have to do with your walk with God? He goes, easy. Every night before I went to bed, I had to get on my knees to push my shoes under my bed. And every morning when I woke up, I had to get on my knees to pull my shoes out from under my bed. See, I'll never forget that. Now, I thought it was silly, stupid, I mean, whatever. But the lesson there I got was so big, it was like the Holy Spirit was shining the sunlight on it. And not Jesus, that sun, but the less bright sun, the, the, the sun that's out in the outer space, right? I'm like, duh. See, sometimes we've got to put something in there automatic. Why do you think we're creatures of habit? Because God knows us. God knows that we don't always choose well. God knows this. I mean, I think about this. God knows how easily we get confused. God knows how easily time gets away from us. I like to say the uh, the two biggest commandments, I know it sounds weird because when you think of commandments, you think of thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not uh, commit adultery. And those are the 10 commandments and there's lots of those. But I think the greatest commandment in the Bible, the one that God gave most often about 400 times was do not fear. Right? Isn't that a command? It's empirical? Yeah, it is. Do not fear. Fear not. It says it almost 400 times. And parents, this is what you got to think. First of all, we got to look at our, our God as daddy. He's our creator. Just like fathers, uh, we were the, uh, the, the, the sperm donor, right? We, we provided the seed. And the seed sets in the egg, right? We provided that. The, we created that child. And as a creator of that child, as a daddy or as a mommy, you know what you tell your kid more than anything else? Those things that you feel are most important. I don't care what it is. That's what you tell them. So think about this. God told us more, almost 400 times, do not fear. Through 66 books, right? Do not fear. Covering what, 500 years or something like that? Do. Now, we're not talking the book of Revelation because that's futures time. And there's some prophecy that has not been committed. So it's thousands of years technically. But from the time of the writing of the Bible, I don't know, 500, I don't know what it is, some, something like that. 
So think about that. By the way, you know what the second one is, I believe? And again, I, I'm not scientific. I don't have a uh, you know, Bible degree. I just study scripture. Can I suggest I believe the second greatest commandment in the Bible is to remember. See, and I used to say this all the time, that leaders remember. But everybody remembers. An elephant remembers. Dog remembers. So that wasn't really appropriate. It wasn't really foundationally accurate enough. I had to get more specific. So here's what really is. Leaders, I mean that by leaders, I mean presupposized, uh, presupposition, good leaders, is they remember the right things. See, we always remember the wrong things, how screwed up we are, how messed up we are, all the things we did wrong, uh, all the things, right? Why do you think the devil's so effective? Because he takes a, a partial truth and he destroys us with it, right? Because it starts off with the basis of a truth and then goes cockeyed on us, all weird on us, right? And so remember, remember who you are. And by the way, it's just a funny thing. It ties into the confusion thing, ties into the fear things. When God gives us choices, have you ever noticed something? He only gives us two. This tells you how screwed up we are. Because our daddy, our creator, knows that if you give them more than two choices, they're not going to choose well. Even with two choices, they got a 50-50 chance that they're not going to choose well. You got my point? But with three choices, because there's only one right choice. You know, I always say when I, when I tune into what's going on in my head, I ask myself, is that me? Is that the devil? Or is that God? Because only one of three has any value. But my head, they all sound like me. In your head, they all sound like you. In Lee's head, they all sound like him. In Lee's daughter's head, they all sound like her, right? I mean, that's because that's why we're called to have discernment. But notice, just real quick, three things. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Joshua 24, right? Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river in Egypt and serve the Lord. And then on verse 15, this powerful thing. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose. There it goes. There's our daddy. Choose this day. Whom will you serve? And he gives us two choices. Whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river, the gods of the Amorite in whose land you dwell, or will you serve the true God, Jehovah? And he says, he ends it with, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But he does it lots of times. I, I just think three off the top of my head. First Kings 18. You know, Elijah and the prophets of Baal. So let's go 18. Where is it? Da, 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 20. 20. So Ahab sent to all the people of Israel and gathered the prophets together at Mount Carmel. And Elijah came near to all the people and said, how long will you go limping Man, America, listen well. How long will you go limping between two different opinions? Don't you see it? Choices. Two different choices. If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And by the way, the last sentence of that is, and the people did not answer him a word. And then Deuteronomy 30. Deuteronomy is one of my favorite books in the Bible, the second law. Deuteronomy 8 is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. If you don't know why, read it. It's all about remembering. It's all about remembering. So in Deuteronomy chapter 30, I can go from 11 to 20, where he basically gives us a choice of life or death. Highly recommends a great part of section. But I'll read the 19 and 20. It said, today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Do you see that? Two choices. Between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him and committing yourself firmly to him. 
This is the key to your life. This is out of 19 and 20 out of the Message Bible. This is your key to your life. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. See, he gives us two choices, and always two. You know, ladies and gentlemen, this morning, I I walk with people very deeply. And both of these people... Have to be in the twi- happen to be in the Twin Cities. So my listening audience is all over the world, and you can listen anywhere in the world by just uh, from eleven to twelve Central Standard Time. Just uh, open up your phone and go to AM fifteen seventy. Well, it'll sound like fifteen seventy freedom fifteen seventy dot com. So freedom fifteen seventy dot com. You can listen anywhere in the world. We have people listening in China and Russia and Middle East. Who knows Ukraine? You never know, right? And so you got to realize in, in my class when when I talk, I talk about Doctor Viktor Frankl. Dr. Victor Frankl wrote a great book called Man's Search for Meaning. And it was about his time in Auschwitz uh, when the Germans occupied it. He saw his pregnant wife killed. He saw mom and dad killed. Saw a lot of pain, a lot of depravity. Man's inhumanity to man is well documented in the book Man's Search for Meaning. And Dr. Frankl made it out alive. And in Auschwitz, he came to the concept of logotherapy. And I'm going to tell you right now, logotherapy is simply about choice. He said when the gates of Auschwitz would open up, he said he could tell who was going to make it. And by make it, he didn't mean win or live because that was out of the realm of their control. He said the Nazis could take our food. They could take our clothing. They could take our family. They could take our life. But they could not take our will. That had to be freely given. You see the choice? This is why attitude falls under choice. That's what you got to get. Dr. Frankel said, when you can find meaning in anything, even suffering, then it has great value. And so I want you to know, as a general rule, choice is better than no choice. But you got to realize a couple of things. We, we haven't been choosing so well. You know, a lot of people right now are choosing to be victims. So please hear this. There's something called the logical levels. I talk about it all the time, the logical levels. Dr. Robert Diltz. He identified for the longest time five levels that uh, our belief systems are constructed in and that we work with. And these levels basically consist of everything. For the longest time, there was only five. There was environment, behavior, capabilities, belief systems, identity, and that stopped there. But after a while, they had to realize something, that there needs to be something above man. Now, in NLP, they have a problem with God because they're liberals. Uh, and because you can't quantify God. And NLP is always about quantification. How do you know? And since you can't put God in a box, it's hard to know. And so when they say spirit, they mean your bigger connection to the universe. They don't mean Jehovah, personal God. They don't mean Yahweh or Adonai or El Shaddai. Uh, They mean whatever you believe, your bigger connection to the universe. And so you got to understand why that matters is because man is the problem. See, that's what we were talking about with the, what is it, the two visions. One of my favorite guys in the world, uh, uh, he's a great writer, uh, Thomas Sowell. He talks about conflict of vision. And that's what's going on in the world. It's a choice, which vision you're going to follow. The vision where you believe man can get better and better and man can solve all problems and certain group of men become better than other people and they evolve quicker so they teach the other people that haven't evolved. Or do you believe that man is flawed? And that because of that, you need to have fair systems in place. See, man is the problem. And Dr. Um, uh, Diltz, 
realize one thing about the logical levels. You can never solve a problem at the same level as created. You must go above it. It was Albert Einstein that said that as well. And so if the problem is with us, man, if there's no level above man, then how do you deal with it? You can't because you can only deal with a problem at the level above that you're wanting to deal with it. So if I'm dealing with my identity issue, I got to deal with my spirit. If I'm dealing with my capabilities issue, I got to believe in my belief systems. And see, all this comes down to choice. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your power. It's your freedom. It is your choice. And what you choose to do in that small space called the now moment will dictate the quality and the quantity of your life. I am Black. We'll be right back. Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 31st through April 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, I'm Ben Hageman. I own American Pressure with my brother. Being family-owned and operated has allowed us to be very nimble and plan for demand and growth. Yes, we have machines and accessories on the shelf with more arriving every day. We focus on delivering value by offering a full range of pressure washers and steam cleaners, and we are looking forward to taking care of our customers for years to come. Give us a call at 763-521-4442. American Join the Freedom Insider Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join, so visit Freedom1570.com today. Just click on Fan Club. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career, I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. 
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, but I have another question for you. What am I? I am seldom considered, though I do more to influence everything about you than virtually any one thing in your life. I often control the time you get up in the morning, the time you go to sleep, what you eat and drink, and the very thought that runs through your head. I can make you either happy or sad, loving or hateful, cheerful or remorseful, congenial or spiteful, and in doing so, control the very capacity that you have for success. No, you don't often think of me. Instead, you blame the problem I create on the shortcoming of others, or the state of the economy, or who's in the White House, or your family, or a million other reasons. Often at times unable to find anyone else to blame, you look internally for your own shortcomings within yourself on which to lay the blame. When my impact on your life fully is considered in your every thought and action, when you are mindful of my awesome power, when you nurture and groom me for positive use in your life, I can become more contagious than the most prolific disease ever witnessed by man. My influence will spread to every person you come in contact with. Groomed and nurtured in a positive manner, there'll be no person or obstacle that can stand in the way of my success or fail to be impacted for the better. What am I? Why, I am your attitude. And see, ladies and gentlemen, attitude is about choice. Dr. Victor Victor Frankl had to choose, with all the death around him, to keep his sounding about him, to find a purpose bigger than himself that would keep him hopeful and living. You got to realize that. That's what drives us. It's making those choices. Jesus Christ, when he's being crucified, had to make the choice to say, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Because while he was being tortured and beaten, He was mindful. He was remembering why he was there, what was his purpose, who he was. And that's why when Jesus Christ got squeezed by his creatures who were slaughtering him, what came out of him was compassion, was forgiveness, was mercy, was grace. Because that's what was in him. And so I deal a lot with human pain, human tragedy, I have three orphanages in Africa that I'm struggling supporting right now because of the economy. I got one orphanage lost their place. I got another orphanage. The, uh, the guy who runs it, his mom's dying. We haven't been able to give him food for three weeks. So it's tough. And so Ivan keeps thinking that, oh, if we pray harder. He say, well, we just pray harder. We're going to pray harder. I'm like, Ivan, your prayers are not affecting what God's doing. Our prayers get us in line with God, what God is doing. But I said, you got to realize that man is the problem. See, man cannot fix the problem of man. Only God can do that. Remember Dr. Uh, uh, Martin Luther King Jr.? He said, anger, I mean, hatred cannot drive out hatred. Only love can do that. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. And I'm going to tell you, America's fully racist now, fully condoning racism. As long as it's uh, black against white racism, as long as it's against white people, racism is okay today. But I'm going to tell you right now what Dr. King would say to you if he was sitting here right now. That racism cannot drive out racism. 
Only understanding can do that. And in the conflict of visions, that's really what soul's talking about. You have the two different visions. One who believes man's the solution and one who understands man's the problem. And if you study the logical level, since man's the problem, since your identity's a problem, you can't deal with the problem at the same level it's created at. I'm going to give you logical reasons why even people who don't believe in God say you have to have a higher calling, a higher purpose, something beyond yourself. Remember rule number one about being a leader. It's not about you. Get off yourself. But people are watching and people are being impacted. So what I started saying in the last segment that I got off track is I have a lot of listeners all over the world. But I got a lot of listeners there in the Twin Cities area because that's where our radio show is based out of. That's our second home right there in Minneapolis-St. Paul area. And so I told you about a listener who wound up going to my training. He's going through a lot. He's going through a divorce, a wife that's been unfaithful to him. Uh, his son just went to class and stumbled all over himself. I mean, basically rejected his father 100 times throughout that 48 hours. Time after time after time chose not to participate, chose not to give in, chose not to honor his dad, chose not to let his bat dad be right, chose I mean, all those things over and over and over. And so he's going through all this, and then I told you his brother died unexpectedly three days ago. Well, guess what? This morning, his sister died. So, I mean, talks to me on the phone. He's crying, listening to me on the radio, crying. His wife's cheating on him, life's doing this and all that. I get him in class, put him back together again, comes out, realizes his wife's playing games, realizes that he's going to have to end it all because she's just playing games with him. So now going through a divorce, sends his son who doesn't respond, who doesn't, who quits the first night, and we have to work just to keep him around so he can hopefully get something. Loses a brother, loses a sister, and today his attitude is totally his choice. What he's going through is hell. Wouldn't recommend on anybody. And so, no, Jim, out there in uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, I'm praying for you. I'm thinking about you. So here's the thing. So then I reach out to another friend. This guy's a pastor. This guy does youth ministry. Uh, this guy is always you know, bragging on how great his marriage is and all that, and he's staff with me. He's been through my training. His family's been through my training. His wife hasn't been. So I reach out to him and say, hey, I'm coming uh, to class. I'm coming to Minneapolis again on the 31st. Just wanted to touch base with you if you got anybody lined up. Uh, and he said, well, uh, I'm at school today, kind of busy right now. But he said, my life right now is crazy. He said, uh, but we pray for you. Uh, but he prays for me all the time. I'm like, crazy? What's going on, Pastor? When, when are you done school day? And then this was his next thing he typed me. My wife went into psychiatric, psychiatric care. She had another nervous breakdown. Uh, and again, I wasn't asking him to go to my class. Says she's too vulnerable right now to go through your class. I keep hoping that someday she will. We're all safe right now, but we are living a nightmare. Isn't that amazing? This is what I deal with over and over and over. Hurting people, hurting people. People are numb. People are dead. People are going through the motions. People are unsure. There's so much chaos, so much pain. And so this is why you've got to focus on what you can control. So between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power and our freedom. So you've got to realize there are basically three types of obstacles we face. Setbacks roadblocks and defeats and all are obstacles standing between where you are now and where you want to be but each one represents a different level of challenge setbacks are you know minor hiccups you know uh, really uh, they, they don't actually stop you they're more like speed bumps but 
you got to roadblocks. Roadblocks are obstacles that do a, a bit more than just slow you down. They're more like tar paper. They actually threaten to make you stuck and then maybe make you stop. And then there are defeats. And defeats are the mother of all setbacks and roadblocks, the life changers that can force you to complete 180 and wonder what the heck you're doing or what the heck you're going to do now. Can I tell you the difference between those three? Now, you're going to want this structural answer, this Harvard answer, this textbook answer. I'm going to tell you right now. You know what the difference those three are? Is you. Your choice. A roadblock is only a roadblock if you agree it's a roadblock, if you make it a roadblock. A defeat is only a defeat if you believe it's a defeat. I mean, would you call, um, uh, um, what is it, um, Abraham Lincoln a failure? Would you call Sam Walton a failure? Would you call uh, uh, Mary Kay a failure? Would you call Thomas Edison a failure? A lot of them went through Colonel Sanders, things that most people call defeats or roadblocks. To these people, they were just setbacks. They were just, they had to choose different, choose to keep going. You got to understand that. That is so huge. Remember we talked yesterday about the drama triangle. The drama triangle, the victim, the rescuer, the persecutor. And we all know this about a victim. If the victim isn't uh, rescued quick enough to their liking, they become the persecutor, right? And then they attack, and they're justified, and they can steal stuff and get reparations, and they can kill people and get out on bail without any bail, get out the next day. You can't hold them to account. They, they can't fail a grade. They can't uh, vote with ID. They can't, right? We all know this, right? And the poor people that can't do anything for themselves, so here comes the government, the Democratic Party, to help them. Now, again, it's one thing to be victimized. We've all been victimized, but to be a victim is to attach it to your identity. And be careful what you attach to your identity. So what's the difference? You make different choices, do things differently. Victims think different. You're not a victim. You just had a bad experience. Rescuers love on people, but don't take away their ability to grow. Persecutors replace accusatory, accusatory sweeping statements with understanding. Tell them how you felt, not what they did to you. These are all about choices. We need to have good attitudes. We need to make good choices because in between the stimulus and the response, we choose the games we play. We choose where we're at in the drama triangle. We choose our focus. We choose our direction. And we choose our God. So reach out to me. Help. Let me help you make better choices. Reach out to me at Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I'm Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters. It does. Hi, friends. This is Katie Pavlich from townhall.com. The liberal media and big tech are working overtime to promote the left's anti-American agenda to silence me and the reporters on our team at Town Hall. We must bring the truth to the American people free from the spin of big media and the censorship of big tech companies. Town Hall covers the news that matters, exposing the COVID lies, the leftist rot and crime surge in our cities, the illegal alien crisis at our southern border, and all of Joe Biden's unconstitutional overreach, including the critical race theory attacks on our children and grandchildren by school boards working with the Department of Justice. Visit townhall.com each morning, afternoon, and night for the truth as my team investigates the Biden administration, their big media friends, and leftist activists. With your support, we can keep holding government bureaucrats and their allies in the media accountable. Visit townhall.com today to join the fight. The fight for our nation starts with townhall.com. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.